This is a HeadGum Podcast. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And happy Thanksgiving, Bobby. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, Lindsay. Can you believe that we have an episode on Thanksgiving? <laughs> I really can't. And honestly, if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, God bless, because there's probably a reason why. Um, I hope that we are the perfect white noise to whatever bullshit is going on around your family Yeah, table. maybe we're providing everyone with like a gift of something mm-hmm. to go do or like distract them from the mm-hmm. turmoil of their own household, you know? Exactly. You don't want to be around the family anymore. No offense to your family, but you spend enough time. You don't want to watch football. You don't want to help clean up. So when you give thanks, when you go around the table and you give thanks, you could say, I am thankful for a podcast none of you have ever heard of. (laughs) And then you can talk about the podcast. Did you see uh, Cardi B post a meme this morning on Instagram that was like (laughs) me walking? It's like me walking to the kitchen after, well, everyone's doing the dishes after Thanksgiving dinner. And it was like a photo of just a blind man with a walker in front of him, <laughs> with like a little walking stick in front of him. That's really funny. Um, it was very funny. Are you going to watch my favorite like who event of the holiday season, the Thanksgiving Day Parade? I might. It's Do you not watch at it? my house, Thanksgiving. I usually watch it. Yeah, but it's on at a weird time. Um, it is because it's on so early. Yeah. You have to wake up to watch it, which is weird. Like the If I were at my show. parents' house, I'd be watching it, but I won't be, so. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll try to I'll try to turn it on. What time is it on? I'm gonna be it's up. It's on cooking, so, so early. I'll probably be driving, so I don't know if I'll also I wish you could like tune in on the radio. You probably can. Anyways, mm-hmm. it always cracks me up because it's like hooey in the most perfect everyone lip syncs. It's mm-hmm. like the it's especially hooey this year. It's so like this the number well, the star is Gwen Stefani. She's number one on the on the like list of people. Mm-hmm. Then after her is ninety-eight degrees. I don't even know ninety degrees was still together. Do they have a song? Do they have a song? I don't... I mean, they have their old songs. That's all you need. But guess who's performing, Bobby? Cam. Cam. Oh, Cam. My queen. My queen Cam. 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 Singer of one of the best songs of 2017, Diane. Cam, Olivia Holt, Jojo Siwa. It's literally like everyone we talk about. I Miss America, Kara Mund. <laughs> um, who else? BB Rexa, obviously, is going to perform. Sabrina Carpenter. Featuring the Goo Goo Dolls, Andy Grammer, and Flo Rida. And weirdly, last on the list is Patti LaBelle, who I don't understand how she got so far down the list. She's after Sabrina Carpenter. It's disrespectful. <sighs> That's very rude. Um, speaking of floats, Lindsay was over at my apartment a few days ago last week. and <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with this. I was so excited because now my cable package comes with Hallmark Channel. And so oh. we just turned on a random Christmas movie that was on like the Hallmark Channel page. And... We watched one that was, I mean, watched is generous. We had one on. It was like blooming for Christmas, bloomed for Christmas, flowers for Christmas. It was not from this season's collection of Hallmark Christmas movies, but it was from a previous season's collection. And it was about some small town, obviously, in the Northeast. Oh, it was in Pasadena. It was was about the Rose Bowl. It was about the Rose Rose Bowl Bowl parade where they have floats with... Uh, flowers on them every year New Year's Day and it was about this woman who like had to make the float herself had to plan the float 
And it was like, she was always in conversations with like the Float Foundation and like the Parade Foundation and like the Flower Foundation. I kept looking away and then I'd look back, I'd think it was over and it'd still be on. Like it was a really <laughs> long and involved movie. It I was felt, so long. I kept thinking it was almost over and it was never over. But at one I point mean, there was a scene that was, that would have been the end of any romantic comedy in the history of cinema. And then like, you think, oh, this is the end, and then it was on half an hour later. It was Something not the end. The float. It was not the end. So we watched a Hallmark movie passively. Um, we are gonna watch. Still, I still want to watch Switched at Christmas. The Cameron Candace Cameron Bure. Will you be back? Will you be back by? Is it the Sunday? Is it Sunday? I think it's Sunday. I think I'll be it's back. Sunday. I'll, I'll I'll be back for that <laughs> specifically. I'll be, come back for that. Uh, it might be. I think it's Sunday. I think it's Sunday. It might be Tuesday. It might be a weekday. It doesn't matter. Why would it? Doesn't matter. We're gonna that's watch. That's disrespectful. It. Wherever you it. are, we're gonna watch it. Wherever you are, we're gonna watch it. Maybe but we'll do now, like we a live to... tune-in situation with us. If you also have the Hallmark Channel and your PlayStation View account. <laughs> God bless the PlayStation View account. We also had a magical in-person experience. Both of us went to the Poppy Show in New York City this week. Poppy is somebody we've definitely talked about on this podcast before. Uh, but not enough, I would say. Not enough. Well, especially after this show, because let me tell you, she did not disappoint. The best thing about the Poppy show was that Poppy wasn't the best part of the Poppy show. Not the best even part of the close. Po- the, be- the best part of the Poppy show was uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte, who is a literal mannequin, not a person dressed as a mannequin. A literal mannequin DJ who just stands. <laughs> who just stands on the stage but Charlotte and she DJs. Charlotte had an amazing set, it turns out. <laughs> She had an incredible set. And to watch people like throw their hands up in the air and groove literally to a mannequin just standing behind a DJ deck. I was like, this is surreal, but also the kind of surreal that I can get with. Like, this is my drugs, you know? Yeah, because Poppy did. Poppy basically just did what you would expect her to do. Um, She sang her good ass songs. She sang her good ass songs, whatever. There was nothing super notable about the performances in general. But Charlotte... You can't get that sort of experience by just going on YouTube. No. You you don't get that unless you are in it. You don't see how absurd and surreal it is unless you are in the venue with hundreds of screaming teens who, like, want to join the cult of Poppy and Charlotte. The the best, too, is that Josh kept being like, where's Plant? Because I guess there's a character in Poppy, like, called Plant. She, like, talks to a plant. plant. And so Josh was like, bring out Plant. I was like, this is the best... This is the best experience I've ever been to for $17 in New York City. $17. We were in the same room as Titanic Sinclair, known who, who we've talked about on the show. Who somebody called about and said they went to high school with and that he was very popular. Did you hear that call? Of course he was. Of course he was popular. <laughs> um, but it was it was a lot of fun. Also, we had our last live show, which was in Brooklyn. Oh, it was so good. It went wonderfully. You guys are great. Um, we love to be home in Brooklyn. It was so great. It was so nice for everyone to come out. We like weren't sure because you just saw us a month ago. So we weren't sure if there was like anyone left to see us. We made a whole new show. It was like very a little nerve wracking. But you guys came out and the audience was like incredible as always. So it was like a really nice end to our tour. The audience was incredible. And also it, it's absurd to expect people to show up at um, a no man's land time slot 5 p.m. on a Sunday. But you all came out in droves and that's unbelievable to me yes and shout out jay and robert who are our special guests i don't we couldn't really play oh. their segment on air because of um it was like very visual so we it didn't want to we didn't want to ruin it but check out their viral video leah michelle is maybe illiterate conspiracy theory <laughs> um it's went viral on facebook and we highly recommend you go check that out um okay and let's play the first call 
Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Lindsay calling. My sister and I have been calling you guys for weeks to ask you about Beanie Feldstein, Feinstein, Beanie Feinstein, I think. And then today you mentioned her on the show but called her Bernie. Um, we just want to know, we know she's Jonah Hill's sister and we know she was, she was on Broadway, is on Broadway and is best friends with Ben Platt from Dear Evan Hansen, but we need to understand who she is now that she's in Lady Bird and why she's not more famous or is she going to be famous? I think she's a who. Anyway, please report back on this, on this. Even if you don't play the call, can you please tell us more about her? Thank you. Uh, thank you for that. So do we want to talk about Beanie Feldstein? Well, I didn't know you called her Bernie. I think I knew her name was Beanie. <laughs> um, I did not know this. Beanie, uh, a name given to you by your nanny. Is that correct? Yes. How did it come about? I had a nanny when I was young. My mom was working. And my given name is Elizabeth. And she called me Elizabeanie, because that's a popular British nickname. Oh, okay. And my brothers are much older, and they're like, let's just call her Beanie. That's so funny. And it totally stuck. I don't I don't remember who got it wrong. One of us clearly got it wrong. It was She's probably a thing, me. Though. She's going to be a thing. I think this is actually a good call, because it's a comment, but it also, you kind of came out of Lady Bird being like, uh, Beanie Feldstein's a star. And like, she was really good in Neighbors too. She was really good in Neighbors 2. For those of you who don't remember Neighbors 2, Neighbors 2 is amazing. It's as good, if not better, than Neighbors 1. Um, Which is wild. It features known who Chloe Grace Moretz is in it, but the breakout <laughs> star of Neighbors 2, the sorority, is Nora, the one who plays, like, like she has the whole narrative where it's like, I've never smoked before, I've never been bad before, and then immediately goes hog wild. And it's, like, immediately a fucking psycho. She's so good. It reminds me that, like, Chloe Grace Moretz is such a good, like, um, she's such a good like straight person like she's the she right. represents the audience like she's not really uh, good in any way other than kind of standing in as kind of like the cool girl which is sort of what she does she does it in clouds of sills maria but it's like compared to everyone else she's like much more measured and like not interesting like it doesn't really matter like it's a good performance but like she doesn't really do anything but you need someone to not do anything in that role she's also on broadway she was on Broadway in well, she's best, Dolly, which she's is huge. Did you, did you see that New York Times piece that was like oh, she's God, best friends with the guy ben from, from uh, yeah, what's the show? Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, she's they're best friends from like high school. So they're both like. They met like, at a bat mitzvah. Um, but we met at a bat mitzvah and this was before cell phones. So we didn't have any way to like stay in touch. He joined my school in ninth grade and we instantly became best friends. And sort of the way that like he knew we were best friends was like the second week of school he got his braces off and he texted me like I got my braces off and I left my class to come see his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm such a goody goody and I love school. So he was like, you, you, I must mean a lot to you. They're both, which is, come on, that's like. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. And so they are both on Broadway at the same time and it's like a big dream for them both realize, which I think is quite inspiring. It is. And she's Jonah Hill's sister, which is cool. Um, Anyway, if you haven't seen Lady Bird, you'll see Lady Bird and think, wow, she's really good at it. Yeah, it's good. So is Shearsha Ronan. Obviously, um, she's also good at it. Also learned a thing that I think made me like Lady Bird 10 times more than I liked it, which was like, I liked it pretty much. But did you know that the, um, so Shearsha, 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 I can't. Shearsha. I keep getting mixed up because of, you'll see. Um, but Shearsha's uh, has like acne scars on her mm -hmm. face in it that are very kind of like, you notice it because you never see those things in movies. Mm -hmm. And those are, her, that's her. Those are her, that's her face. Oh, I love it. Isn't that amazing? She was like, sure, I'll do it. Like, it's real and I'll do it. And that made me so, it's so small, but it's so like, it helps the movie so much because mm -hmm. it takes you out of the idea that this is a girl that you've seen play like beautiful characters. Like she's supposed to be like a normal high school student. 
She's not supposed to be glamorous. And so when you see that, it's like too real, but also extremely satisfying and good. Who, um, I feel like, uh, speaking of glamorous, beautiful people, we haven't talked about her, but uh, Odea Rush, who played the really beautiful, cool girl that she tries to become friends with. She's going to be a thing, I think. I feel like, yeah, she's going to be a thing. She's Israeli. Did you know she's from Haifa? She's, what, so she's going to be like Gal Gadot too? (laughs) She's like... I, when I saw her, I was like, oh, she's going to be cast as this person in a lot of upcoming movies. Like hot girl. But it's right? funny because yeah. did you read? So uh, Katie Weaver wrote a profile of Gal Gadot. Uh, she went to uh, Tel Aviv and wrote it. And there's mm-hmm. a part where very relevant to sandwich. us. Yes, it's relevant to us, though. But she asked Gal Gadot if she's the most famous person in Israel. Mm-hmm. Aside, like, And Gal's like, oh, I guess. And it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, very true. Like, that's so strange to me to think is that like. The most famous person in Israel right now is like Gal Gadot. Maybe not to Israelis, but to us or like outside Israel. Anyways, it just made me think. The, main, of... the most famous Israeli to non-Israelis. <laughs> yeah, sure, probably. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Odea... to name another Israeli celebrity. Name another Israeli celebrity. <laughs> I don't think I could. I mean, Odea Rush. I'm trying to think. I probably should be able to. I feel like I'm like I'm embarrassing my heritage. I'm not Israeli, but like I'm Jewish. But uh, I can't think of another like that big celebrity yeah so we got a lot of calls about this but um thank you for that person for calling it was good next next call speaking of new york kids speaking of things we got a lot of calls about timothee chalamet okay so i just had to pause the latest episode to call you guys and let you know a couple of fun tidbits about timothee chalamet okay first of all he his personality is Sort of douchey. Bobby got it spot on. Douchey New York City kid. I went to high school with him. I also went to high school with Ansel Elgort. Um, and I thought you should know this fun tidbit that if you Google Timothee Chalamet Tiny Tim, you'll get a great video that was in our Rising Stars talent show of Tiny Timmy rapping. You won't regret it. Google it. This is before he was a star, but he was a star in our hearts. And kind of weird hearing you guys talk about someone that I went to high school with. Anyway, good form, Bella Fong. Lindsay, say what you just said. I said, notice she didn't say that Ansel Elgort was douchey because he's a perfect human being. <laughs> Ansel Elgort is... You sound like ev- Violetta. He's literally everywhere, but I love it. Like, I've never... I've never been so charmed by somebody who's so inundated. Do you know what I mean? Usually that turns me off. Like, oh my God, they're everywhere. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. But every time Ansel turns up, I mean, literally every one of these calls, I turns could tell you up. an Ansel-related story. Like the BTS call, Ansel Elgort, they cut to him in the audience taking a, a video on his phone, which he later posted to Instagram. Ansel Elgort at a party posing with Lana Del Rey and Violetta. Like, he is everywhere to me. It's perfect. I love him. No more Ansel. Sorry. Can't <laughs> talk about the call. Okay, let's let's move on to Timothée Chalamet. Uh huh. So just obviously he went to here. LaGuardia High School, which makes sense. No offense to anyone who listens who went to LaGuardia listening to this right now. I know there are some of you. But for but context, people who don't know anything about LaGuardia, it's a performing arts school in New yeah. York that is like a breeding ground. It's like the Fame School. Is it the Fame yes. School? I yeah. think it's the Fame School. Yeah. Anyway, so he went to that, and if you if you Google, like the caller said, Timothée Chalamet raps. You will see something amazing. Let's play it here. Yeah, let's go. I'm talking T-I-N-Y-T. I need W-T. I crack my dance. Make me look easy. I 
Lindsay, when I sent this, when I sent this call to Lindsay and then I sent her the Timothee Chalamet raps, she goes, let me just quote her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm t- it's it- like, LOL, I can't believe this, LOL. And then suddenly, it's kind of good. Yeah, <laughs> the pants. Kinda it's kind of good. He's wearing these like baggy um, sweatpants with the pockets out, which is not good. But I mean, the rap, it's pretty good. Like, Lindsay thinks... It- Lindsay thinks Timothee Chalamet is a great rapper. Just you heard it here. Excuse me. I didn't say that. Like, you're taking my words out of context like E! News. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, his rap for what it is in the context of that is not that bad. What I find really strange is that in Call Me By Your Name, with both, which both Lindsay and I have seen in the iconic scene when great. Army Hammer says, Call Me By Your Name and I'll Call You By Yours. Timothee Chalamet calls Army Hammer, t- calls Army Hammer Tiny Tim. Which is <laughs> he's, he's like, I love you, Tiny Tim. <laughs> I love you, Tiny Tim. It's funny because seeing this, uh, this Timmy, like seeing, like hearing about the the backstory of Timoth- Timothee Chalamet. Now I understand why Army and Tim like got along so well. Like they're oh, yeah, perfect absolutely. for each other. They're, oh, they're like literally they're so perfect. perfect for each yeah, other. it's perfect. We basically did together everything that we did in the movie we rode we rode bikes around crema we listened to music we talked but about there were some music. things in the movie that, that we that we that we didn't do vaguely related here we go hi Lindsay and bobby this is michelle delorier leblanc who like timothy chambalet really leaned into having a french name despite being a very basic american but you know who hasn't brie larson who was born with the name Brienne Desaliers and gave that up to be boring as Brie Larson. That's why I shall never be a them. Bye. I love how shady this call is. I mean, I think this person's like clearly mad that Brie gave up her heritage for such a boring... Her her full name on, Insta- on Instagram, on Wikipedia is Brienne Sidonie Desaliers. She has also a French middle name. They gave her a real mouthful of a and name. And Larson makes her sound like swedish or norwegian i know like what is i wonder where larson is from actually i probably could easily find out so like she's mom's side of the her parental grandparents were french canadian so that's why she got such a french beautiful french name oh beautiful french. she took her stage name from oh my god this is worse than i ever imagined <laughs> she took her stage name from an american girl doll named kirsten larson which is insane shut up <laughs> shut up brie and it's That's funny because Kirsten, the American Girl doll, is like the whitest American Girl doll. She's like the <laughs> Scandinavian one. <laughs> okay. Also, Samantha's aren't pretty American white girl, too. Weren't American Girl dolls all like blindingly white until no, like two years ago? <laughs> it's true, but like Molly was maybe Jewish. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but I mean, Kirsten was the one who had like she had like the braids. Like her hair was like braided on top of her head, and she always like celebrated Christmas with like holly leaf this was as a jewish young person i like didn't understand kirsten at all i could not relate to her she always wore like white nightgowns and you were like why are you wearing your nightgown like that all the time all the time with a pioneering spirit kirsten larsen and her family leave their home in sweden to set sail on a small ship for america kirsten must be very brave during their dangerous sea crossing they leave behind everything they've ever known to begin a new life in the Minnesota Territory. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. It's Kristen from San Francisco. I just finished um, listening to this week's podcast, and I waited till the end before I called, but it really bothered me, so I had to call in. Um, you guys in the Allison Mack section where you're talking about the weird sex cult that she is a, like, VP of, apparently, um, you mentioned Kristen Crook, or Crook. I never knew how to pronounce her last name. 
but you guys said that she played Lois Lane on Smallville, and that is incorrect. She actually played Lana Lang, who was like the Smallville farmer stand-in version of Lois Lane, and then later in like season four or five, once they started going to the big city metropolis, did they meet Lois Lane, who I think was Lana's cousin, and so there was lots of drama over the fact that Clark started a romance with her. Anyway, this is all irrelevant, but you guys mentioned Kristen, but didn't mention the fact that she is also, well, she was a member of this cult as well. I remember after reading the story, I saw a lot of comments that were talking about apparently during the Smallville days on the Vancouver set, both of them would be going around and telling people, oh, you know, we're joining this, like, women's empowerment group. Like, if you want to come, um, they basically were recruiters, both of them. And apparently, Kristen Crook has gotten out. She is a former member, no longer involved, but Allison obviously rose to the top. Um, so I just thought this was important information that needed to be, needed to be shared. Lana Lang, not Lois Lane. Also, deeply insulted uh, that you called Brandon Ruth a flop. Uh, he's doing great on Legends of Tomorrow and is a CW gun. All right. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. See you guys next week. Love a Smallville stan. I love that she couldn't end without being like, by the way, you also disrespected my number one fave, Brandon Ruth. <laughs> Could not leave you without uh, letting you know that. Just FYI, like, I do not give a shit what role everyone plays on that show, but I did care about the last part about um, Kristen Kruk also joining the cult and then leaving the cult. <laughs> that is wild. Also, it's very strange to hear she rose to the top. <laughs> How dreary. Um, yeah, we can move on. I just thought that was fun. It's a good call. Thank you for that call. Hi, Who Weekly. This is Abby, second-time caller, long-time listener. I'm watching the American Music Awards because I don't have cable, so I'm watching it a daily. And honestly, like, I've heard a lot about this band, BTS. They're international, an international band, I guess, and everyone loses, is losing their minds over them. And I have no idea who they are. And I, I've They've been on a few of these award shows. Like, I've seen them and heard them, but, like, I have no idea who they are and no idea where they came from. So if you could give me some insight, that'd be great, because I don't I don't get it. Um, all right. Well, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. The first thing to know about BTS is that they're, like, one of the most famous bands in the world, groups in the world. The second thing to know about BTS is, like, you don't get it if... Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were famous with five people. BTS was like, what if we add two more? But they're not even the biggest um, K-pop group. There's like oh, what's a group the one with ten. That, um, they're called um, XO. XO. They have 10, 10 people. people. Yeah. 10 people. But like, basically, I'm not going to claim to be a K-pop expert. I do like K-pop and I dabble. I like get dabble in and dabble out of it sometimes. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a hard thing to keep up with. Like, it's hard to keep up with any music, let alone music that's not even in your language or like mm-hmm. popular in the country in which you live. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to really, I mean, it's, it's hard to understand 
culture if you don't live in the culture. Like, if you're not surrounded by it every day. Right. And But imagine, like, Psy, like, you know, Psy, the K-pop breakthrough, like, the only one they've had, the breakthrough in America. Mm-hmm. They're, like, ten times more popular than him in Korea. Like, and in the rest of the world. Like, there's a great New York Times magazine piece about how BTS is huge in South America right now. Because they've, mm-hmm. like, broken through to, like, the teeny boppers and culture lovers in South America, as you know, come to Brazil is, like, re- relevant to that. You know, right. a lot of kids there love pop culture from all across the globe. So BTS had their like a music award debut, which doesn't mean anything, but it's a big deal because they like finally were on a show with other big people. They've been on um, they've been doing like press, but not mm-hmm. an award show. And yeah. it was huge because they first of all, they planted a lot of fans in the audience to get it that excited, I think. Oh, yeah. Because obviously the celebrities are like, huh, what? Um I mean, for everything, but definitely for K-pop. Um, and Bobby said there are seven members. They're all, like, beautiful. <laughs> it's actually insane. Their big hit right now is called DNA, if you want to watch the video. It's pretty amazing. Um, and BTS stands for uh, – it stands for, like, a lot of things. One, because it's, like, not in our language, but uh, beyond, beyond the, the scene. scene. But, like, not really. They used yeah. to be called the Bangtan Boys or something, the mm-hmm. Bulletproofs Boy Scouts. Like, there's been lots of things, but they've changed it. And then there are, like, Korean expressions that, like, we probably couldn't even correctly translate in a way that, like, makes that acronym make sense. Right. But, like, the um, the English attempt at making that acronym make sense is beyond the scene. That's, like, the current one. And they're hoping, I mean, they're hoping with them and with other groups that, like, Kore- like K-pop will eventually actually transition into America. I think the problem is not the music because the music is amazing. It's because it's really hard to sing along with Korean music if you're Mm -hmm. an American. And I'm sure it's really hard to sing along with American music for them, too. But, like, in terms of, like, I got recently got obsessed with this artist. And Bobby knows because I sent him the song. And now he likes it, too. IU, who's, like, their Britney Spears-ish type person. Someone's going to call me like, you're so wrong. But whatever. Let's just say kind of a Britney Spears. She's had a very long career in in K-pop. And her name, it's IU. I was you, IU. And... She has this song and I like want to sing along to it, but the romanticized lyrics are just really hard to even read in English. Like even the English transliteration of them is like, I can't, I I just, I can barely figure it out. You know? You don't speak the language, but it's a good song. It's a great song. song. It's a great song. She likes it. She's 25. It's the song Palette by IU. It's extremely good. I recommend it. You won't regret listening to it. And the video (laughs) is the most 2017 thing that's ever been made. Um, But yeah, BTS, they're huge. Um, Maybe they'll hit in the United States. It's hard to say. It's It's so hard to say. It's really hard to say because I think this sort of thing has a lot. Like, they definitely have the money and and the PR push behind them to make it work. But like, will it work? Who knows? But also you have to think about it like Psy hit, but it was like a gimmick song. So it's yeah. it's hard to say whether a real song with music and yeah, actual like, performance will hit. That's not a gimmick. And so I don't know. I'm like, I'm 
cynical about it because I don't see it, but I want it to because I love K-pop so much and I wish I knew more about it. And like, I would I would love it if there was more K-pop mm-hmm. groups. They're all amazing. Like last night, Lala and I were in the car and we were listening to um, Red Velvet. They have the song oh, Red, Velvet. Red the Flavor. And they have a new song called Peekaboo that's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I so, love Red Velvet. It's great. It's great. And there's people way more knowledgeable than me about K-pop. I just like dabble um, and I would love to learn so much more. So, like, please call in and tell me more fun things about K-pop. Please. Um, next call. The opposite of fun. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, long-time listener uh, calling in because Charles Manson just died. Um, and I was wondering if you guys knew whatever happened to that girl who wanted to marry him to steal his corpse. Um what happened That's to her? For, what happened to her? Like, I've just been thinking about it. <laughs> Strange call, but I'm willing to answer it because I think it's funny that, number one, we have a way to talk about the death of Charles Manson. How strange. Mm-hmm. Number two, you must not have done a good job researching this because, of course, the person with the answer to this is the Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman who wanted to marry Charles Manson and have his corpse after his death. Her name was Afton Burton. She went by the name Star. It's her time. She went by the name Star, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their their engagement didn't really work out. They were engaged for a little bit, but then they didn't get married, as you probably know. Um, but Star's father spoke to Daily Mail and, quote, has revealed that his daughter no longer plans to marry one of the most notorious killers of all time, but that she continues to care for him deeply. So this was maybe, I don't know, a couple months ago. <laughs> That's such a good, like, typical, like, celebrity breakup quote, but it's about, like, a killer. It's about Charles Manson. <laughs> like, you don't, I'm sorry, if it's Charles Manson, you don't have to add, but she continues to care about him deeply. Like, that does not need to be added to your quote. That's yeah, like, like for celebrities. Jennifer Lawrence and Darren Aronofsky broke up today and it's like, well, um, she no longer has plans to marry Darren Aronofsky, but she continues to care for him deeply. That's insane. That's a quote. This is like, uh, she no longer pl- plans to marry him because he's a freaking psycho killer and maybe it's not a good idea. <laughs> yes. So anyway. Although that would this... also work for Darren Aronofsky. I'm joking. <laughs> the moral of this story is if you're wondering what happened to the estranged former fiance of a famous Who's serial killer, wondering? check Daily Mail. Check yeah. Daily Mail. That's true because literally they that's the kind of news that they dabble in in their Venn diagram of like murders and celebrities. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. That's People Magazine. Hi, Hi Weekly. Um, I was looking at some AMA photos and there's this uh, person called Marshmallow. And I think they're a DJ. I've like seen them on songs. Um and they're thinking if they wear, like, a marshmallow headpiece. I guess sort of, like, Danger Mouse did when, like, Danger Mouse was a thing. Um, but I can't be bothered to look this person up. Um, who are they? What's their real name? What's the deal? Thanks. I want to say, first off, that marshmallows so... I, I love the the space that marshmallow fills in, like, award show culture because <laughs> they're... In award show images, there's like stock photos of, you know, tons of people in the audience. And it's so funny to have someone in a marshmallow head in the background <laughs> yeah. of all of them. It's also, so funny. There's this weird, I mean, Danger Mouse, everyone knows who Danger Mouse is. And he kind of performs with the head on. But it's not like actually his identity is is secret anymore. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it ever was 
at any point? Do you know? You don't. I don't think it ever was. If so, it was, I didn't. I didn't assume it was. I just but apparently, marshmallows like is, but it isn't because it was revealed. Everyone knows who it is. It's this guy named Christian Comstock, who is also known as Dot Com, which is weird. Um, cool. And everyone was like, "Oh, their styles are similar." Also, all of a sudden, he like put on a marshmallow head and got way more famous, right? Um, I think we are just in this like culture where we're like we're really obsessed with producers and like DJs as producers. Oh, there mm-hmm. goes my radiator. Um, do you hear it? <laughs> do you hear it? Um, I guess my point is, is like, we're really obsessed with the, with the, with the personalities of these producers, mostly mm-hmm. men, all men, actually mostly all men. They're all, all men. men. Have you ever met a women producer that's gotten attention? Like, um, uh, what are all their fucking stupid names? Uh, Diplo and Calvin Harris. Jack Antonoff. Jack Antonoff. But all these producers who are now coming to the limelight and being like famous because they're involving themselves in the music or performing at award shows with big helmets on so that you see who they are as part of their thing. Mm-hmm. And this is a way also for celebra- for singers to release singles that are not technically under their names or their albums, but via these producers who have their own projects. What I'm trying to say to you is that like he's hitting the sweet spot of like that culture being very popular. So when you mm-hmm. have Zed you know, Diplo, the Jack U Project, all those things. Marshmallow is this DJ named Christian who it just wears a marshmallow on his head. Ha- a mm-hmm. marshmallow thing on his head. That's all. Right. He's what funny. else is there? The marshmallow he- thing is really funny. I don't know. If you haven't seen a picture of it, look it up. It's, it's funny. Like, very satisfying. It's also funny because like that it's guy has to wear that head. thing all night. Like Sia only has to wear a wig. This guy has to wear like a literal piece of like plastic on his head all night. <laughs> All night. Next call. Hi, Bobby and Lindsay. Um, I just have a quick question. You don't have to play this, but, well, actually, you do have to play this. Um, do you think that Obama knows any of the who's from Riverdale, specifically the KJ Apa one? Would he recognize him? I'm thinking maybe Malia and Sasha could possibly watch Riverdale, but who knows? They might be too smart for that. But who knows? Anyway, thanks. Um, love you. Bye. First of all, intelligence has nothing to do with whether or not you watch Riverdale. Also, I would I would argue that smarter people do watch Riverdale because it's a smart show to watch. Oh, are you kidding? It's critically beloved. Also, I just did the thing where I googled how old Sasha Obama is. She's sixteen. He knows who Riverdale is. Like it, that's the it, that's the answer. That's the answer. Sasha Obama is sixteen years old, right? Sasha I Obama thought she lives was in older. that house. She's she, sixteen. She, she watches, watches Riverdale. Riverdale. <laughs> like there's no. She may not watch it live. She may not watch it on the no, television, she but she watches it on her iPhone or iPad or her 100%. Kindle Fire. It's definitely come up in conversation. It's definitely a thing. Obama and Michelle definitely talk to their kids about culture because they're also into culture. Yes. So 100% it's come up and that's it. And also there's nothing moms and dads love doing than like dragging their teen teen children for what they are obsessed with in pop culture. It's like, yeah. oh, that crazy show Riverdale you're going to watch. Oh, Sasha, you're going to watch. you got a lot of Riverdale to catch up on, don't you, tonight? And she's like, Dad, shut up. And then, like, leaves the table. Wait, I'm sorry. You know? Obama dragging Sasha for watching Riverdale is, like, the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> that is my kink. <laughs> yeah, what is your kink? Obama dragging his daughter for watching the CW. <laughs> a fanfic you just wrote that's, like, about 14 words, but then involves, like, Obama and <laughs> Sasha Obama talking about that's really good. Um, and I think we're done for today, aren't we? God, I pray we're done for today. I'm ready to go see three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm, no comment. Actually, I have so many comments. <laughs> I've never had wow. more comments. You have had a lot of noise tonight. You got the cat, the cat lady, the radiator, and now a car alarm. There's just a lot happening in my life at this apartment in bed I'm sure there's a lot <laughs> happening in your life. There's a lot happening over here. 
Um, okay, have a good Thanksgiving. Tell your parent, tell your family hello. Um, you should go out and make an appearance shortly. You can't just spend your entire day listening to who. Oh, I thought you were talking to me, but you're talking to our audience. Talking to the audience. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But um, yeah. Tell tell Stephen and Allison hello for me. I will think. Let's think of a topic for for our audience to talk about their parents with. I'm trying. How about Riverdale? Hey, how about Riverdale? You know what? You (laughs) go out there and you say, Hey, have you watched Riverdale yet? It's on Netflix, and I promise you, somebody's gonna want to talk about it. And if not, you can tell them how great the show is and get them involved. I love that we're still spawning for Riverdale, but I really do think it's one of those shows that, like, (laughs) if you told your dad about it, he would watch it and be into it. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. My dad would, at least. My parents love Soapy Shed, so... My dad loves Deadwood, so he would definitely watch Riverdale. Um, okay, we're done. Bye, everyone. Bye, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, bye. You will drive us. Hi, my name is Saoirse Ronan. I'm a long-time listener, second-time caller. You might have heard that I'm in the new movie Lady Bird, which is getting some Oscar buzz. Anyway, I'm from Ireland. Ireland's the best. But because I have an Irish name, people keep mispronouncing it. It's Sersha, not Shay Shay, not Shearsha, not Sarah Reese Witherspoon. Sersha. Anyway, Love Who Weekly. Good form, Bella Thorne. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>